0: What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio, live from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex on the south side of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You're inside the electric factory for the next two hours. Euler and with you here on SNR, a pack Thursday show today. We'll be joined by our buddy Brian Bacco, as always, here in about six or seven minutes or so. But before we get to the Batman, mozi Maybe the guy who has been the Steelers' Batman on the gridiron, of course, I'm talking about one, T.J. Watt, AFC Defensive Player of the Month for November, mm-hmm. Arthur Moats. He is currently sitting at 12 and a half sacks on the season. The Pittsburgh Steelers' record is held by James Harrison for most sacks in a season with 16. So at 12 and a half, now, four games left. TJ would need three and a half sacks to tie. Hey, math, four sacks to overtake Debo. Can he do it? Uh, yes, that, that that's an obvious
1: question. But will he do it, Arthur Motes? Man, I, I think he definitely – I don't see why he couldn't do it, honestly – you you doing all that crazy math? All you had to do was say it's one sack a game, baby, to break it. Right? It's all good though, man. <laughs> so that's what I need you here for. Simpl- <laughs> I was like simplification. I was like, "You really thinking this thing though, man? It's just one, just one a game. You are right. just one." But no, I definitely think he can. We've seen uh, what every game this year he's had at least one, uh, at least a half of a sack, and he's obviously had some multi sack games as well. I think that um the emergence of Bud Dupree on the opposite side really helps. It helps him a ton because they can't allocate all their resources to him they can't slide the protection and have a guy over there chipping him they have to block him honestly now because you have bud who's demanding a ton of his attention sure. obviously you have the interior rusher so i think you couple that with the way the coverage unit has been played in terms of the secondary and i think it's very favorable for him i think he could definitely do that
0: we talk a lot about how you don't chase individual accolades right you want to do it within the realm of that? team success who
1: said that you I that. I know uh, you're right. Not <laughs>
0: uh,
1: Team? What team?
0: But if you were in TJ Watt's shoes, and maybe this is a maybe this is a, a simple answer, but I don't know because I think when you consider the history of the Steelers and what the linebacker position has meant here. If you could win Defensive Player of the Year or you could break James Harrison's sack record, only one or the other. Which would you choose? Is it is, is it is it that simple? Or you oh think there's
1: Whoa, you said defensive, defensive Player, player of, the year, of the Year
0: or be the Steelers' all-time single-season sack record? Man, holder? give me that depot. I need that Defensive Player of the yeah, Year. I, I yeah, I think so. But do you think it's it's close? Like I think I mean uh, to see a guy break uh, the steel when you consider all the Hall of Fame the, the linebackers. The, the and, only
1: reason why I don't think is closest because with the defensive play of the year, that is a stamp that is like they can never take that from you. Like True. James, the, the all-time sack leader for the Steelers, right? But Somebody. if TJ goes to break that a couple right. years from now, he's not talked it's about. 15 years from now, right. 20
0: years from now, someone could break TJ's Correct. record. And then, I get what you and, and then for
1: like the sack, the single season sacks, I mean, think about before James, who was it? It was Kevin Green, right? I believe. But you see, we're having to think like: Is right. it, was it Kevin Green, right. or was it somebody else? Right. Was it Greg Lloyd? Right. We, we don't. Was it Lamar Woodley? Right off the top of your head, you don't was know. It Jack but Hamm? when we talk about defense player of the years, you're like, shoot. Uh, JJ Watt's got three of those. Right. <laughs> you, you know Aaron Donald <laughs> went too, back to back. Like you know those things off the top of your head, and I think that's the difference. That's why I think like winning that award is so much bigger. Sure. Just because you you, it's timeless. It doesn't matter who wins it after you. You will forever go down as, hey, I have one of those Defense Player of the Year awards. D-P-O-Y. Absolutely, man. I think anytime you win one of those MVP, Office Player of the Year, Defense Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, it's timeless. It doesn't matter. It's on the Wikipedia page. Right, right. forever. forever. Right. Whereas once he breaks James, because I do think he'll break the record for uh, the single season. I think so too. Particularly if
0: he has a nice game against Arizona.
1: But it's like once he does that. Now James isn't going to be talked about as, oh, he's the single-season sack record but they'll holder. they'll
0: still talk about James as defensive player of the year. Absolutely. We're... Yeah.
1: No question. And then, like I said, if down the line, TJ breaks the uh, career sack records for uh, the Steelers, they're not going to talk about James and his sack records. No, they're going to say, he got that depot. He got the defensive player of the year. It's timeless.
0: Yeah, another thing that's timeless is our buddy Brian Backo from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Brian, and he, always... he is in the building, and he has brought Gosh. snacks for us. What a guy. Unbelievable. I mean, the only thing wow. that exceeds his football knowledge is his kindness.
1: Yes, and his outfits. I, I mean, he always is top-notch. He gives us different themed. I mean, when it was uh, first transition in the fall, mm-hmm. came with the lumberjack style, right. clothes on, you That's know, they right. look good. We always saw a summer get-up with the Ray-Bans. He looked like money. Oh, there's not a better-looking dude on the sidelines no question, out of man.
0: Latrobe. I mean, during training camp. Backo, always dressed to the
1: nines. When we talk about checking the boxes, when it says looks the part, he checks that twice.
0: It looks the part and plays the part as right. well, too. He'll play Absolutely. the part next with us. Coming up here, Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette will join us when we return. Inside the Electric Factory, you're listening to Euler Remotes. at Steelers Blitz on SNR.
2: You're listening to SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
0: Joining us now as he does it this time every Thursday, except for last week when it was Thanksgiving and everyone was, uh, you know, in the kitchen helping mom prep the yams and the green bean casserole at this time.
1: Some people were working. Some people were at work. Like me. Shout Shout out. Well, that's true. I was putting some respect on his employment. That's true. I putting some respect on his work ethic. Of the <laughs> Pittsburgh
0: Post-Gazette, he's got an outstanding work ethic. He's also just a a, a a fantastic interview, quick with the wit, always brings snacks for us because he knows it's lunchtime and we're starting – you know, our tummies are grumbling up here a little
2: Absolutely.
0: bit. Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Backo, wanted to start by asking you, uh, yesterday at practice – um, some interesting developments. We want to start in the wide receiver department, and some interesting quotes from one Juju Smith-Schuster. When you listen to what he said yesterday, it
3: doesn't sound like a return is necessarily imminent. Yeah, it really doesn't. Uh, he didn't really want to get too much into the knee injury to begin with, but uh, when you're not saying exactly what it is, that gives me some pause. And when you start dropping the whole. I hope to be back in time for the playoffs or maybe the end of the regular season. Ooh, that not sound good. Yeah, that, that just doesn't sound good. And we uh, really haven't seen him out there. I mean, he said he could finally do some some straight line running. But uh, even that injury, though, was, was a while ago. So it's it's taken him a while just for Juju to get up to speed in terms of that. Uh, the position he plays, especially, sure. and, and the kind of player he is with the, the cuts and, and getting out of, in and out of breaks. I mean, you've you got to make sure you're 100% before you return on that.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I think the fact, like you said, that they're not really seeing what it is. Yeah. It's the part that makes me a little nervous, Yeah,
0: any talks about surgery shutting him down as a potential this year. They still seem pretty confident he will be able to go again at some point.
3: No, yeah, I haven't heard anything about surgery. And, you know, James Conner's been saying all along that he really doesn't want to have to get surgery on his shoulder. So I think that goes for pretty much any player. If you can avoid going under the knife, you're going to want to do that, even if it means being a little – extra cautious about how long you're out. Uh, I did ask Juju if his specific knee issue is more about pain tolerance and, and being able to play through it, or if it's about something you don't want to re-injure if you, if you go out <laughs> and run on it. And he said it's more about re-injuring it. So okay. uh, I take that to mean it's it's something that uh, you, you really got to be careful with, and, and it's not just a matter of Juju kind of, uh, you know, sh- shutting himself down sure, yeah. for whatever reason. So between the two, and
1: talking about James Conner and Juju, who
3: do you think, if either of them, do you think will come back first? I think James is going to come back first. I don't know if it will be this week in Arizona because he was limited yesterday. And, and he didn't, you know, he doesn't sound all that optimistic. Necess- it, it, and he sounds like he's being safe, too. Uh, yeah. Basically, one of those deals where same thing, uh, even if he wants to play through it, the smart move is to come back when you're 100% healthy. Smart for his own well, and uh, we saw future that, and smart for the team.
1: Yeah, but we saw that with him. Was it clear I guess, yeah, yeah, two and a half he weeks rushed ago it back. Thursday, yeah.
3: you got to think he rushed it back there. And he said, because remember, he
1: didn't play in that Sunday's game, and then, what, was a full participant in practice on that Tuesday. Yeah. No injury report on Wednesday, and then game Thursday. And he said, what, early on, I think he said it was like his first time getting hit on it, he felt it.
3: Yeah, and of course, just because you're not on the injury report doesn't necessarily mean you're 100%. All, all that mm-hmm. it really means is that you're expected to be active. The, right. the team's going to suit you up. You're going to get a hat. Uh, but the, just because of this, someone's not listed as questionable or doubtful, uh, don't necessarily take that to mean as, okay, he's he's feeling perfect. Right. Well, Moats will clearly, tell you, nobody's, nobody's, say, nobody's well, feeling perfect this time of year. I want say,
1: this time of year, you're sitting at about, hey, I'm a high 77-to-day tops. We're all
0: questionable. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. We're all day-to-day at yeah. this point. Uh, I-, I wanted to ask you this, and Moats, I'll throw this out to you as well, too. You could only choose one to have a clean bill of health the rest of the season, the last four games of the year. Would you pick Juju or James Conner?
3: I think this offense needs Juju more. Not to say that the, the receivers haven't stepped up a little bit, but I think despite what Mike Tomlin said Tuesday, Deontay Johnson's kind of hitting that rookie wall. I don't know how much longer you can keep on relying on Tevin Jones to kind of be a major contributor. He's done his part here and there, but he's not really a dynamic big play guy, I don't think. And, and that's what Juju gives you. That's what uh, he has given you at times this year when the offense was sputtering and not necessarily to to ding the the current receivers but I just think the running backs are are showing right now that they can get the job done without 30 in there I mean Jalen Samuels has proven that before and now all of a sudden he's even kind of been surpassed by the rookie Benny Snell who I think is a more physical powerful runner mm-hmm. in the mold of a James Connor so they really haven't been missing a beat in the run game these last couple of weeks
1: yeah I agree and I also think Kareth White has done a great job, too, in terms of providing that spark, that speed that we have been lacking when we're watching this running game. But I want to go back to the receiving room, in particular James Washington. He's had a couple of successful performances. How has he
3: been handling that? And overall, do you think he can continue on this trajectory? I do. It just seems like James Washington's having so much more fun out there. Mm. He's, he's got so much more confidence, which – players aren't ever really going to tell you that they've lost that, but you have to imagine with the right. way his career started uh, as a rookie last year, second rounder didn't really come in and, and hit but the ground the running. War winner. Yeah, he was yeah. so successful in, in college. and Particularly uh, at Heinz Field. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. He never had any issues playing <laughs> in Pittsburgh, and then he just could, could never really get on the same page as Ben last year, it seemed. and And obviously Ben kind of challenged him publicly a little bit to elevate his game. It's kind of a shame that we didn't really get a chance to see those two guys uh, maybe develop a rapport this year and develop a new chemistry. But uh, whether it was with Mason Rudolph or or now all of a sudden Devlin Duck Hodges, James Washington is finally kind of showing you why he was a second-round pick, why he was so productive in college at Oklahoma State. I mean, uh, Cliff Kingsbury yesterday said... He's one of the best high-point catchers of a football he's ever seen. Now if the Steelers can just get someone who's one of the best low-point catchers of a football, <laughs> they'll recover every fumble <laughs> as well. So, uh, yeah, I've been real encouraged by what James Washington's been able to do. I like that.
0: Was uh, the touchdown pass that we saw, the connection from, from Devlin Boy, to James, catch. Uh, that really flipped that game around, is that the type of play, the type of risk, the type of throw that – the Steelers had been wanting Mason to make that he hadn't been making up to this point, and part of the reason why they've been more confident in going with Duck these last two games. Maybe.
3: I mean, even though the last time we saw Mason in Cincinnati, he did throw one up for grabs that Deion Kane was able to come down with, and I do think there's probably something to the effect of Devlin Hodges playing more loose than Mason was uh, those those last couple games we saw him i think he does have more of that nothing to lose mm-hmm. mentality than mason does and and it's been a a rough go of it for rudolph and, and i almost think uh that that spark that devlin hodges has provided is because hey there's not a whole lot of expectations for me there there wasn't sure. when i joined this team there wasn't when i had to start in place of a concussed mason rudolph there isn't now that i've kind of taken over for him and uh, that, that all has kind of ironically worked in his favor because he seems to be out there playing loose and free and, and you know, challenging the defense and maybe in more ways than Mason was
1: well, and I was going to say talking about those two guys. How have they handled their new roles in terms of duck going from being the backup to now being the starting quarterback and then from Mason going from being the starting quarterback with the franchise grade or first round grade on him to essentially being on the bench now.
3: I think Duck has handled it great. It's tough to really get a gauge for how Mason is, I think, unless you're kind of behind closed doors with him. But to me, it seems like every time Duck has met with us, you know, during the week after practice or, or after a game, post-game, he's really said all the right things. He's, he's handled everything calm, cool, and collected. And I, I think you do kind of see some of that transfer too when he's out on the field. He's not a real excitable guy in these interview settings. <laughs> Uh, he's got a little bit of a dry sense of humor sometimes, but it's it's pretty easy to see why a lot of these teammates seem to like him a whole lot. Okay. Well, and I, I got to ask the hard question too, man. So we're seeing Bud
1: obviously put together this type of season, the type of nerves he's putting together. We're seeing Javon Hargrave, though, still
3: being productive.
1: If we only could bring back one next year. Uh-oh. Which one are you going with?
3: I think of those two. I mean, I mean, obviously you, you'd have to know what the financial uh, commitment would be to each one, but I guess I'd probably go with Bud. I mean, you're 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 expecting to get Stephon to it back a year from now. Uh, you, you've got Isaiah Bugs kind of in the pipeline uh, on the D line, and, and he's showed a couple flashes at yeah. times when he's gotten in there. Looks so. like he's
0: moved ahead of Big Dan on the pecking, yeah. Or in the pecking order. Yeah, he sure Big has. Dan.
3: He sure has, and. Uh, I think the, the nose tackle spot, I mean, if you want to call him that, he's probably he, he's a lot more versatile than your typical nose, Javon yeah. Hargrave. But I, I think you can find a guy to step in and play that many snaps. I mean, Bud and any edge rusher basically is going to be... at least 90% uh, of the snaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be 90, yeah. 95% of the snaps each game. Occasionally he needs a blow, and mm-hmm. maybe you're a little weak there with depth to begin with. So it's not going to be easy, I don't think, and, and you're probably going to have to put a franchise tag on Bud Dupree. But... I think of those two, uh, I would want to keep him around with the way that he's playing and and forming that tandem right now with T.J. Watt. Marquise
0: Pouncey is back after a two-game absence. Have you noticed an uptick in mood in the locker room (laughs) below us with with having the captain, the guy, back in the fold? And we know he's had some lingering health issues of his own this year. Could the two weeks off actually in retrospect – maybe end up benefiting Pouncey in the offensive line as we go forward in the last quarter of the season here
3: yeah I think so I mean he seems as, as jolly and chipper as, as I've ever <laughs> he seen really him. I mean, does. my first year covering the team so uh, I don't have a whole lot of experience to draw from but I was like Christmas
1: th- time of year man he always that happy too on this yeah time of year.
3: I, I don't <laughs> think I've ever seen Pouncey just walking around <laughs> smiling and laughing as much as he has been lately so you you like to see that but hey it's not like BJ Finney played poorly in oh, his absence I mean just yeah, you know ho-hum bj finney 11 two, and one is two a more two more dubs for bj right. finney's resume he better print that out and give That's it to every does, man. team this offseason uh whether it's the does. steelers or, or someone else in the nfl you want to win put a bj <laughs> in <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh booby finney but, right <laughs> um yeah i mean uh, i think everyone in that locker room is really happy to get uh pounce back his leadership is you know goes without saying he's he's A captain, but he's also just a Ramon Foster-type guy in the locker room as a a leader and a voice. Something that uh, a lot of guys have have had to take to a new level this year without Ben Roethlisberger in there uh, on the field and and in the meeting rooms from day-to-day basis. I like it. I like it, too. Well,
1: I like it more. Oh, fine. Well, don't you be looking at me saying you like it when I like it? (laughs) Jeez. Anywho. No, hold on. I like it more. Yo. You got one more time to cut me off before it gets ugly in here. Man, this factory is getting real. Like hey, me. man. You, you see what I, See, back you story. You missed the end of <laughs> <yeah>. – it. <it's, laughs> Tunch and Wiffle on before us earlier today. They wanted me and Wes to come on to, to end their show. It was only one headset left. Tunch says, I want Arthur. He's a star. Oh. And ever since then – there is been some <laughs> tension. There's been some tension today, yeah. Uh, if,
0: you, if you only knew the extra stuff that I do for Tunch behind the scenes, we'll see when, when Tunch calls me, like he did this week, at 7.30 in the morning on a Tuesday. We'll see who's answering the phone. So, and call Arthur so, so, Motes at 7.30 so, in the morning, so, see if so, he's answering the phone. So his
1: negative feelings toward Tunch has rubbed off towards me. He's projecting, yes. right, they call that. So, so... <laughs> For, forgive us in our, our spat that's been going on this morning. I,
3: don't, don't, don't you hate it when dad, you know, is mad at someone else and right, taking right, it out on you at What, home, what did you know? I do, Wes? Yeah.
1: Why you got to look at me like that? I'm trying to have a conversation here.
3: You're just the older, more
0: successful sibling, you know, and I've been, I've been living with this for too long.
3: <laughs> a lot of repressed feelings. Right. Of
0: re- I've been pushing it down for too many
3: I, decades. I, 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 I see.
1: Jeez. But but anyway, Mr. Batco, yes. my question was this, man. Understanding the type of offense that – Cliff Kingsbury has over there with Kyler Murray. How do you anticipate the Steelers combating
3: that? you got to get pressure, I mean, no doubt. And and th- they haven't seen anything like this in a, in a long time. I mean, yeah. it's basically a college offense when you're mm-hmm. watching them. I mean, it's a Big yeah. 12 coach, a Big 12 quarterback. The RPOs, the play action constantly. Right. It hasn't been working that well for the Cardinals. I mean, they're, they're taking care of the ball. Mm-hmm. I, I think Kyler Which Murray's, is odd, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Kyler yeah. Murray is doing a really good job in a tough situation, as Mike Tomlin talked about on Tuesday, but uh, you, you've got to be able to, to get pressure on them. I mean, you, you got to shut down that, that run game, which has, you know, most teams have. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenyon Drake has been a little bit of a spark for them uh, since coming over from the Dolphins. Sometimes He's kinda... you got to leave Miami, man. <laughs> exactly, yeah. The, the Steelers <laughs> have a hey, guy. nice, hey, nice climb for Miami to you leave uh, Miami, uh, and then they just, yeah. I wonder what, if, if Minka Fitzpatrick sees Kenyon Drake uh, pregame <laughs> Sunday. she's would be like, big ups, bro. We made it. We made it. it. <laughs> There's freedom on this side. Although, wait, at this point, isn't the not the Dolphins' record the same as the Cardinals? Uh, yeah. yeah. But, but
1: culturally, it's a different <laughs> okay, mindset. Okay. All right, culturally, okay. it's different.
3: Um, but and at the time when Kenyon Drake got out, no doubt the getting was yeah. the getting was bad. No so. doubt. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Cardinals' receivers don't really scare you. They haven't had a a guy kind of step up as that number three Correct. behind Larry Fitzgerald and, and Christian Kirk. So, I, to me, as long as the Steelers' defense keeps doing what they're doing, communicating well. Executing out there and, and coming up with the splash plays when they come their way, a la Joe Hayden at the mm-hmm. end of the Browns game, uh, they, they shouldn't have much trouble with this team. I like that. And do you think that? Uh, and the offensive line is really, really stunk for yeah. it, particularly had,
0: without Marcus Gilbert. Yeah.
3: Well, they've had the same guys in there, you know, pretty much the a whole year, yeah. so um, which is probably why they stink. Sometimes that's not a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good thing. Sometimes that's not good. There you go. That's
2: not good. Not good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, then. We flip sides though, right? And you talk about how TJ sitting at 12 and a half sacks, they have the NFL leader in sacks and Chandler Jones. How important do you think it's going to be? Or do you think from a matchup standpoint, Al or Matt can handle him and Terrell Suggs?
3: Yeah, I, I think Al is probably going to see more of of Suggs uh, mm-hmm. from from what I've seen uh, on tape of the Cardinals, and and that'll be fun because yeah. those guys have been going oh, at it for years, for, for many many years, many seasons. Filer a little bit more new to the game, and and yeah, Chandler Jones has, has just been an absolute hoss. I mean, it's third mm-hmm. year in a row. With at least 13 yeah. sacks, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe he had 17. Uh, was yes. it last year or two years ago? He, he's,
1: he's, he's the most so underrated. No one talks about him because he's playing in the desert. Yeah. Yes.
3: yeah, yeah, he's a he's a beast. So he he can really cause issues for for young Mister Duck, and especially if if Devlin kind of keeps rolling out instinctively to his right as yes. he did early in that Browns game, who might get thumped a little bit by yeah. by Chandler Jones. So they're they're gonna need to clean up some of that, and and uh, yeah, obviously uh, Al and and Filer are gonna need to do a good job on the edges. Uh, Suggs has kind of. Decreased in productivity mm-hmm. as the season wears on. Yeah, no shame in that. The the guy is uh, he's he's one of the la- <laughs> one of the he's oldest sh- at his position right. for sure. So. Future Hall of
1: Famer for oh, sure. Oh no question for sure. He's, he's still sitting at five is and a half right now.
0: Isn't he fifth or sixth all time? Yeah, he, he has.
3: He's hundred. He I know he's, he's the active he's leader way right up. Now, yeah, but yeah he's, he's, but he's like fifth or sixth yeah. all time. He, he's a seven. Ravens legend. I, I, yeah. I think it's fair to call him a, a Baltimore Ravens legend. No doubt with what he did for that franchise. Absolutely. You know, other than those two guys, this Cardinals defense really doesn't scary they just Correct. cut a guy in Tremaine Brock who yes. played like 78 percent of the snaps for him yeah. the other day when Jared Goff threw for 80,000 yards so yeah. that's never good when you're cutting a guy who's just playing that much uh yeah, that, that much for you one week and now you're you're putting him out on the couch so a lot of issues with that defense and, and I think a secondary with uh Pat Peterson and uh some of those young guys just hasn't really been as good as as some people thought it might have
0: talk about a lot of issues for that defense uh here's a stat for you okay if you take the top points earning fantasy football tight end which is george kittle at this i point, hate fantasy really. football but go ahead. you love fantasy <laughs> I football. Hate it. it's the worst <laughs> you, I, I
3: need some help after this with my team modes.
0: if you would start george kittle every single week in fantasy football or you would have just started and again george kittle the number one fantasy point earning tight end to this point Or if you would have started the tight end that has gone against the Cardinals every week, you would have more success with the guy who has just gone against the Cardinals as opposed to the tight end who has the best numbers in the NFL this year. That's how bad they've been against defending tight ends. We know the Steelers, the fan base, Steelers Nation, some in the media, have been clamoring for more involvement from Vance McDonald and Nick Vanette and how that could be a a whoopee-type situation potentially for Devlin, Duck Hodges, could we finally see a a, a Vanimal-type game this Sunday?
3: It looks like it on paper. Like you said, I mean, the, the Cardinals are the only team that has allowed more than 900 receiving yards to tight ends. They've allowed 13 touchdowns to tight ends. I think Ooh. the next most is like six or something. So they've just been unbelievably bad against those types of players. Tyler Higby, again, from the Rams last week, ate them up. It seems like Jordan Hicks in the middle of that defense – He's been really productive. He's got 116 tackles, three picks, but he's just not covering that yeah. well, I don't think. So uh, it, it could be a week for, for Vance uh, to, to maybe get uh, on track. I mean, it's got to be a frustrating season for him as well. For the most part, he's been healthy, but just not really getting those looks. Yeah, and, that, and you would oh, think that would have increased uh, with, with all the issues that the Steelers have had at wide receiver health-wise and, and quarterbacks turning over. It seems like the last time we were really talking about Vance McDonald having a big game it was week two against Seattle when Mason yeah. Rudolph came in and found him twice in the end zone. Been a strange year a little bit for him.
1: Yeah, and I think because it's been that long, I don't have confidence that it's going to happen this week either, man. I'm like – He's due though. He, he's, he, he. But when we talk about the different injuries and the different circumstances at quarterback, we all talk about how the running game and the tight end is a, quarter, a young quarterback's best friend. It's been so many weeks, and he wasn't even getting looked at that spot for me I'm just like ah uh, I just yeah
3: and and duck has made no secret about it he wants to fling the ball downfield that's yeah, absolutely, yeah. mentality and it's been working for well, him
1: well and he so. said that he's still getting used to having titans out there cuz when he was <laughs> yeah,
3: at sanford true. they didn't use titans a lot yeah a lot of college yeah, offenses it was just really receivers yeah. yeah all right before we get to your prediction which here, the cardinals don't really use one a whole you're right. lot either so they, they Steelers do don't have to worry yeah. about covering well uh, and
1: uh, uh, charles clay he was supposed to be like their, yeah but you know how it goes
3: When a guy goes from Buffalo to Arizona, you never know what might happen. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) He's another Miami guy, though. Yeah, he was with yeah. the Dolphins too. Look at how all, all these things go hand in hand. It's the Moats <laughs> portion of the schedule, as we That's, were saying. It is. Hey, it's Steelers, absolutely Steelers playing uh, the the final team of Moats' career, <laughs> and the and first first next team. week playing <laughs> the first team of his career. It's like a so. Moats sandwich. You hey know? man,
1: like, let me just go down memory lane. He, all should right? be doing,
3: he should be doing ten interviews a day for the next <laughs> week. You know
0: what's a, a bummer? If it was only Cardinals this weekend, and then Bills next weekend, and then the
1: Cowboys the following uh, week, you'd, you'd have
0: a, you know the team that Moats grew up rooting for. Is that how you feel? It'd be it'd be a perfect little sandwich right there yeah.
1: I got him for Thanksgiving it was all good
0: <laughs> before we uh before we get tonight, to your huh? that's right against the Bears it's good oh man first first one to ten wins that oh, game Chicago oh, and Dallas. I
3: think I need to watch paint dry tonight yes, so yeah bet.
0: yeah uh before we get to your prediction time here uh the Photoshop master David himself on Twitter wants to know who's back goes favorite
3: Batman he says I'm betting Keaton Ooh, I'm actually not a huge Batman fan don't you disrespect Batman. Be careful huh? who you're saying that. In front I got to say, I, I, you, I gotta gotta go Christian Batman. Bale because my Ooh. favorite pieces of Batman media are certainly uh, The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm.
2: About. Mm-hmm. There we go. Do you love the way Christian Bale does the Batman voice? Hand over the detonator. Yeah. Where is it? I love it. All
0: right, uh, thank you, thank you, David, much we, appreciated. We didn't, we did Did you see the Photoshop that he oh, sent yeah. you with you on the bat? I mean, it's a he's a little good. frightening. He doesn't, miss, he doesn't miss
3: a beat. This Crowley's guy. show plays a Batman theme song for me every time I go on. That's there.
0: right, yeah. that's right. Yeah, so we're gonna have to maybe we should parse this. Jeez. We got to come up with another nickname. You know, we don't want to over tread the Batman thing, especially right. since he's not a huge Batman guy. You're right. was your favorite superhero? Is there a, is there some name? Some name working really, we can do I, I, I'm name? really not what's a big it? superhero fan. I, I don't think name? I've
3: seen any of these like new age Marvel movies. None of them. Like Iron Man, man you are Motes, Avengers. I can see steam coming out of Moz's yeah, ears. <laughs> We're not friends anymore. So <laughs>
0: Interesting. I thought yeah. it was Moz and I who had the animosity in here. Now it's, it's starting to switch uh, a little I'm bit. Saying,
1: man, we, we, you learn a
3: lot about a person.
1: <laughs> When they talk about their movie selections and what they like and don't like, that's yeah, all I'm saying. Man. I,
3: I don't, not that I don't like it, I just never got into it. So okay, I'm sure I fair. would. Like that's like
1: it. a nice way of saying I don't like. Because if you like it, you got into it.
3: Well, I've never given it a chance. Maybe I should. Yeah,
2: there we go. You never
1: know. You hey, never man.
0: know. But it's Off different for coming. From different folks. Hey, new
1: year, new you. Yeah. I like
0: it. Don't you know? Don't don't let these guys pressure you into liking. it. <laughs> no, no, no. You get pressured into liking it. <laughs> You're gonna like
1: this. Peer
0: pressure, <laughs> pressure, pressure. All right, we missed it last week. So we're sitting right now. I'm trying to think. I mean, your record for predictions has been outstanding. Well,
3: if we were on the air last week, I would have told you Steelers 20, Browns 30. So <laughs> just take my yeah? word for it. Yeah, without knowing you to say that. Get this.
0: I had Steelers 21, 20. Moats had Browns 21, 20. I did. Um. So I think, man, if math is serving me right, I think you're like nine and two on because we haven't had you every single week.
3: I think yeah, like I don't like know that my record's that stellar, but.
0: I don't know, man. You're at least like the Green Bay Packers or the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, you might not be the Niners or the Saints, but you're right. You're I right think I've
3: been on pace with the Steelers are a little bit ahead. A little bit. So ahead. go eight and three.
0: Okay. Sound about right. We'll eight? take all that. Right. How's it sure. going to play out this Sunday,
3: Mr. Backo? I like a Steelers victory in the desert. I mean, we we just went through all the issues that mm-hmm. the Cardinals are having. They've lost four in a row. They're They're not really playing well here toward the end of the year either. And, I think Cliff Kingsbury's ready to kind of see what some of the younger guys have, which is good for development in the future, not necessarily good for your odds <laughs> of winning now. Sure. So uh, I think the, the Steelers win, cover the spread. I, how about like 25, 18? I don't know right. how they're going to get to 25. What's the spread, anyways? Yeah, what I was going to say? Two like and a half? Two and a half? And picks
1: 25. What type know. of random football
3: number? There's been some weird. There's been, there's weird have this been year. some weird ones. I know, but like that. A when safety. I think of
1: it, I'm not going to just think. Twenty-five. They're yeah. gonna get a safety. That's, that's, that's like a, a safety. good point. All right, boy. Well, I like it. Yeah. DJ Watt safety. 20, I like it.
0: Twenty-five to eighteen. Yes.
3: All right. Well, then, I like it. Then how are the then how are the Cardinals getting to eighteen? Explain, <laughs> I love it. I mean, that can happen. That Six field goals. Yeah. Or, <laughs> oh, jeez. Missed extra point. Zane Gonzalez. Hey, it's one. gonna be like the Boswell game. Six hey, there field we go. goals. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, say so look, look, don't be asking him all these questions about how it's gonna happen. Just <laughs> let us 25, 18. Because, because See, you know
0: why, Motes. What's my favorite line?
1: They don't ask how. They ask, they ask how, they how many. many.
0: Absolutely. Twenty-five to eighteen. That's the prediction from Brian Batko. He hasn't changed his number since the seventh grade. You can find him on Twitter at Brian Batcoe, his work in the Pittsburgh Post Gazette partner. We appreciate it as always. We'll talk to you next week. Sure thing. See you guys. <laughs> Brian Batko, there he is. Thanks for your time. When we come back here. I watched Rams Cardinals last night and I have observations. We'll talk about those when we return. Inside the electric factory, it's Steelers Blitz on SNR.
2: This is where Steelers Nation plants its flag. This is Bill Hill Grove. You're listening to Steelers Nation Radio. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24 7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
0: Working numbers around here, Motsy, something like that. You know, we got three question Thursday. We got five star Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you always like to have the five involved because, of course, you know the body number five five number fifty two. You got some love for five?
1: It's my number, bro.
0: So I've got five Arizona Cardinals observations for you. Okay, all right? I, I, I I couldn't take the time to write fifty five of them out. So uh, I, hope, I wish. I hope five suffices.
1: I would have been a lot happier <laughs> if you'd have wrote fifty five of them.
0: Well, <laughs> listen, I you know I had to. I had been thinking all week, all right, when can I watch this Rams and this Cardinals game from last week? I got it recorded on my DVR. And last night was the time I had to do it. Now, I'll peel back the curtain for you a little bit, all right? Last night I uh, was at the South Park Clubhouse mm-hmm. with, uh, with Wolf and Matt Williamson. So I was in for 10 bands, hosted that show from 7 to 9. It takes me – you know, I live in the North Hills. I'm Mr. Cranberry, as you always say, you know, on the, on the hoity-toity side of town, as you hey, always you say. You are, man. Uh yeah, you know, it takes me about an hour to get home from South Park all the way back up to Cranberry. So it was like almost 10 o'clock by the th- – it was about 10 o'clock by the – you know, 9.58 by the time okay. I got home last night. Uh-huh. But I still, you know, in my dedication, even though I had to get up here early and come down here this What'd morning you do? To, the, What'd you to, do? to the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex with Tunch and Wolf, I still watched that game last night. Mm, I like it. After I watched the episode of South Park that I had recorded. Shout out, shout out. Because, shout you know, I mean, priorities. It's mean, full transparency here. So I got five things from you that I noticed watching that game – Last night. All right? You ready Mm -hmm. for this? Here's number one for you. Uh, I like Kyler Murray. He still certainly has, as any rookie quarterback does, even ones who are selected first overall, he's got some growing to do. He's got some learning to do. He's got some areas that he can improve. But I think when I take everything into consideration, right, the lack of talent on that offense, particularly on the offensive line, he's been sacked more than anybody else in the league. When I consider the fact that they brought in a brand-new coaching staff, they still – don't officially, officially have a GM there in Arizona. Which is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of moving parts, right? Very true. Kyler Murray, through his first 12 games, has balanced all of that very impressively. He's thrown for over 2,800 yards. He's he's getting close to that 3,000-yard mark, 14 touchdowns and just six interceptions, heading into that... Really bad performance by the Cardinals as a whole against the Rams last week. He had only thrown five interceptions ahead of last week. At that point, he was 14 touchdowns and five interceptions. Uh, his passer rating is north of 88. That puts him in the top 20 of all quarterbacks in the National Football League. And again, when when I consider the kind of one-dimensional nature of that offense, it, it all becomes more impressive to me. Uh, he's averaging 6.3 yards per tote on his own every time he pulls the ball down he's almost at 450 yards on the season uh he's he's on pace to have close to 4,500 total yards accounted for this season which again uh if it wasn't for Lamar Jackson I think we'd be talking about Murray in his game I definitely agree much more um he is in line to be that next Lamar Jackson type dual threat quarterback uh now What he can do against the Steelers' defense this week might be a different story. I think what the Steelers' defense was able to do in Week 5 against Lamar Jackson, and I think Micah Fitzpatrick is more ingrained since then. I think the defense for the Steelers as a whole is even better since Week 5. But Arthur Motes, I I like Kyler Murray. I think he's going to be a top-10 quarterback in the National Football League before too long. Um, but I I do think, unfortunately for him, that it is a matchup that is favorable for what the Steelers have on defense.
1: Yeah, I agree 100%, man. We talk about the athletes that the Steelers have, and we talk about the pressure that they're able to create. I think that's the thing that's going to bother him the most. I think him, once he gets going, if he breaks the pocket and he's running north and south, without a doubt, he's electric. But in terms of him being able to escape, I think it's going to be a difficult time just because, the pressure that the Steelers are providing comes outside or inside. And it really doesn't allot him a lot of escape lanes. Of and we lanes, talked about yeah. how he's been sacked a ton. Of, I think it's 42 times. Most in the NFL. So with that being the case, he's going against, what, arguably the best pass rushing tandem in the NFL. When, uh, what, they're third in the league in sacks as a, as a defense as well. I mean, right
0: there with, with Bud and TJ.
1: Yeah, so I think in that regard, man, I definitely find it very unfavorable for him. But I do agree, though, man. I think he has shown some flashes throughout the season, though. He has shown that he can be one of the top quarterbacks. He can grow into that, and I think that is promising.
0: It's certainly much more promising than an Oklahoma you don't, but, but quarterback you don't, who got you don't have picked to grow a into it. year before him.
1: But hold on, hold on. I don't want you growing into it this this week. Yeah, that's some right. that's right. Take some time. Take
0: some time. Hey, some time. after this week, you still got three more games left. Right. You Take know. your time.
1: <laughs> when you playing that game?
0: Uh, observation number two, got to give some props to Larry Fitzgerald.
1: Ah, Larry.
0: Um, Hey, and you guys know, you know, me is, as Mr. Mountaineer, it's tough to speak nicely on a pitman. But, uh, hey, but, but he I victimized can't, y'all a lot, huh? You know, no, he was actually 0 2 against the Mountaineers in his college career, but thank but you but for what bringing that. Numbers,
1: up. What were his numbers, What were his I'm numbers? not sure. I
0: should look that up, actually. I'm sure he victimized
1: but, y'all. That's all that matters. Like,
0: no, all that matters is the dub, baby. Oh, no, man, no one cares about wins, and losses. I told you this before. I'm my an individual stat my guy. My favorite thing about Larry Fitzgerald and Aaron Donald is that combined they were 0 5 against the West Virginia Mountaineers, but I digress. But
1: what were their individual Stats first, you guys Don't matter That's what matters
0: You know, the last time uh, Pitt and WVU played And Mm. Aaron Donald was on the field WVU had 10 Sacked Tino Sinceri 10 times that day Mm. I was there Okay. So I don't know what Aaron Donald did, but it wasn't ten sacks against Geno Smith. Hey, that's for sure.
1: All that matters is what they individually did. That's Even
0: it. at age thirty-six, uh, Larry is leading the Cardinals in receptions. He's leading the Cardinals in receiving yards. He's within, you know, within shot of another thousand-yard uh, reception. He's also tied for the team lead in touchdowns. Motsi, uh, he's Hall of Fame for sure, without a doubt. I think probably a lock to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, And still means so much to that organization. Maybe more a a player to a single organization. I think you could argue Peyton Manning with the Colts, Tom Brady with the Patriots, a lot of these guys. Larry Fitzgerald is right there amongst the guy that has meant most to his organization out of all the players of this generation.
1: I agree, but I think you're doing him a disservice if all you're talking about is his meaning to that organization from on the field standpoint. Oh, I mean, both. You think about Maybe what he's even done. More absolutely, what yeah. he's done for the community, the the women, the breast cancer yes. initiatives that he has out there. I mean, he's one of those guys that when you talk about doing it the right way, being a, a consummate professional both on and off the field, that's what Larry is, man. And that's, that, like I said, that's global. That's the type of respect that he gets because of the work that he does. So, man, I definitely. I Definitely think that you know when you when you're thinking about him, man. This is just, just you hold him in a higher regard.
0: Yeah, no, even me. The the the. I think this is safe to say the biggest biggest pit hater in the building down here.
1: Right? In the building, yeah, 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 hundred percent, yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, 100% percent. <laughs>
0: I can't say a bad word about Larry Fitzgerald on the field or off the field, and he's still doing it at age 36. Uh, third observation here, last of the offense. All right, so I did three offense, two defense. I'm sorry to disappoint you. I know yeah, you yeah, like yeah, very disappointed. You,
1: you said five. I'm thinking it's going to be five defensive things.
0: But I guess, hold on, to be fair, though, I t- did talk about Kyler Murray and the Steelers' defense. So maybe it's two and a half, two and a half?
1: <sighs> no, nah, that's, that's half. Okay, I not like that.
0: Last one, man, David Johnson just does not look like the same guy. Uh, through 10 games, <laughs> only a little over 300 yards. He's averaging 3.7 yards per carry. That is the lowest of his career. Motsi, he's a guy that two years ago people were mentioning him with Lev Bell and Todd Gurley and Zeke Elliott among the the best running backs in the National Football League. I know he's a guy that you're familiar with. What's going on with David Johnson?
1: I guess the best way to put it, I think the two years ago where he had that season, I think that that was just the perfect storm. I I know spending time with him last year, seeing him in training camp, seeing him during the season, I never – I would have conversations with guys here in Pittsburgh and would let them know like I know they talked about him in the same regard as Le'Veon, but to me it wasn't close. I don't I don't think he's the same caliber player, athlete, make you miss style guy as Le'Veon. And I think if the system isn't set up the right way around him, he gets exposed a little bit in that regard. And I think that's what's transpiring right now. I mean, he's still a really good player, don't get it don't don't get it twisted. Sure. But in terms of being a dominant force, in terms of being scary, wherever you line him up at, he's not having that impact right now because the situation around him isn't where it needs to be.
0: Right, uh, not a great offensive line, Correct. not a ton of weapons. He's dealt – it's fair to point out, too, he's dealt with some nagging injuries yes, all year. Has. So that certainly plays into this as well, too. But, yeah, it it, it looks like, like Kenyon Drink is the number one, is the guy is. for the Cardinals right yeah, now. Yeah, he is. Yeah.
1: And I feel like that showed – Honestly, his first week out there when they played on that Thursday yes. night game versus the 49ers, he yes. went out there and balled out, and from then Chase Edmonds has looked good for them too. Yeah, the and, second year running and back, I like Chase a lot, man. Obviously, like I said, me spending time out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a young guy from was it Florida, man. Yeah. super hungry though, and the thing that I always enjoy when watching him. He plays similar to Duck in terms of that nothing to lose style. Like I'm just gonna go get it. I don't know what I should not know right now, mm-hmm. or I don't know what I should be afraid of, or what I should respect or not respect. And he's just out there just balling, man. He he has that young, just hungry look in his eyes, and that's the thing that you enjoy when you see him out there on that field. Well, of course you
0: love your fellow, you, you know, your fellow FCS. Your, your, oh, you already your know, Fordham, man. Oh, you know, that's what I should have brought up before you. Like in the first hour of their show today. You know, Tunch was poo-pooing FCS players. Wow. He goes, oh, you know, the FCS. I, that's where, you know. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And then he's trying to play nice to you when you walk in the room. Ri- see.
1: Hey, listen. listen. Why, why are you bringing all that negative tip- negativity in here, man? I'm sorry. I just You, you saved, know, I saved that for Tunch.
0: I can't get over it. Jeez. That, let's go find him down in the, yeah. down in the cafeteria. Let's go find him. And
1: you know, him I I, I need happy thoughts, man. I'm like happy feet. I want to dance and smile.
0: I don't know if I've done this yet. On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. The Body. 52. The Body. We we got an hour in the books. When we come back here, I'll give you my two Cardinals observations from the defensive that's side good. of the football. and That's real good. That's good. For Arthur Motes. <laughs> Inside the Electric Factory, get your questions in an hour, number two. Haven't plugged the uh, the Twitter too much, but get those questions in another hour to go. When we come back, I will uh, look at the other side. We'll look at the other side of the football for the Arizona Cardinals. Inside the Electric Factory, an hour in the books. You're listening to Euler
2: Motes. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: Good afternoon, Steeler Nation. How we doing? I'm cold. Well, that's good. Euler Remotes with you here inside the Electric Factory, hour number two. We are live all the way, live on the South Side at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex, where yes, it's sir. a big practice day today for the fellas. Motsi, I wonder uh, what James Connor's status will be. Limited participant yesterday. I wonder what it will look like today. Probably the same.
1: Probably full participant, 100 healthy I'm off the injury report.
0: Clean bill of health for the rest Clean of the bill year. Of health. Yeah, and then we woke up from our
1: dream. Wishful thinking.
0: <laughs> Certainly one to keep an eye on, though. I think I echo, uh, you know, our buddy Brian Backo, who joined us on the program about 40 minutes ago, uh, echo his sentiments that you got to think this will probably be another okay. James, let's shut it down for one more week. A really big game at home in primetime next week against Buffalo. We, we'd be rather be safe than sorry. Rather be safe than sorry. Yeah, I think, and particularly too, when you consider the. Reaggravation that already happened Correct. three weeks ago against Cleveland. Yeah, I, I think that'll be. But that'll be something I'm keeping an eye on today down here on the south side as practice just started oh, about five minutes or so ago. Arthur Moats, our number two, but we continue our Cardinals observations, if it fits all right by you.
1: Yeah, I guess. As long going, as we're going defense. We're going defense here. Ah, okay, okay. And uh,
0: a, a name, a nemesis uh, that Steeler fans remember well. One Terrell Suggs. T-Sizzle. A Ravens legend, a college football legend. You know, he still holds the record for um, most sacks in a single season by a college football player. Mm,
1: ASU, baby.
0: 24 of those bad boys he had in a single year at Arizona State. That's that's crazy.
1: Now, that's a boy dog for you, man. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I ain't even going to lie to you. <laughs> He's special for a reason.
0: That's crazy. Although, uh, quick digression here. I, I think you'll like this. Um, you know, uh, the, the guy from Ohio State, Chase Young, uh, he is eight sacks, nine sacks behind Suggs Mm. for the record. Yeah. Uh, We were talking about this. Adam Crowley and I were talking about this the other day. Chase Young missed two games. Yes. Against Rutgers and Maryland. Imagine. So is it, we were saying, is it safe to say in our personal record book that Chase Young, because if you give him.
1: It would have been close. Three,
0: four sacks in each of those games, it would have been close. In our personal close. record book, he's tied with Terrell Suggs.
1: It would have been close. I, I will say that I can't put him in that tied category just because, yeah, man, you, you get those type of sacks no, that So anytime oh, you're in them 20s, that's, insane. that's different. Yeah.
0: Insane. It, it really is. Um, but Terrell Suggs, a guy who is still, still a nemesis. He is a guy – you mentioned it, right? He's, he's – doing it again this year, and I looked it up during break. He's ninth all-time in the National Football League in sacks. Yep. He's in the top ten. He's the active leader. Uh, but get this. All he needs are three more sacks, and suddenly he'd be in the top five. Uh, I mean, he he's really close. He's only th- – uh, sorry, three and a half. He's three and a half sacks behind Michael Strahan wow. as it looks right now. DeMarcus Ware is a half sack in front of him. Jason Taylor's a sack and a half in front of him. Michael Strahan. So he could legitimately uh, – Maybe not by the end of this season, but by certainly the end of his career, be top five all time. Uh, He's ahead of names like John Randall, Jared Allen, Lawrence Taylor, Derek Thomas, Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis, Simeon Rice. The list goes on and on. Uh, Moats, he's an old nemesis, and he can still get after it.
1: Without a doubt, man. Without a doubt. Like I said, he's still sitting at five and a half sacks this season. He's still had forced, productivity, forced four fumbles right. this season. <laughs> so well he's too. still been very productive. It's just when you compare it to his other seasons, mm-hmm. sure, that's why it's like, oh, it's such a drop off. And granted, I mean, the dude is—I mean, he's up there. Oh yeah, but thirty-seven even, years old. But even still, the fact that he didn't take his talents west, and he's still out here producing. He's still, let's be real, four games left. I personally think he still gets those three sacks. Yeah, yeah.
0: I wonder who they who do they play after the Steelers.
1: Uh, I think they got the. They have
0: the. They have the Niners. One, no, they play no, them no, twice. Play the, right. the, the Seahawks. One, they do. Seahawks so they have again, Browns, yeah. Steelers. Ooh, he could get some sacks against the Browns. Browns, Steelers, and then the Rams again. Yeah. I tell you what, he could. Uh, Steelers, Browns, Seahawks, Rams. That's the Cardinals' remaining schedule. Other than, steal- other than the Steelers, there's some offensive lines that could be had there. There's some offensive lines that could be had there. Yeah, no, 37 years old, still five and a half sacks.
1: And he's playing across from the, the NFL sack leader right now. Yes, and
0: that's where I was going next with this. Is it fair to say, hey, listen, a lot of holes, a lot of weaknesses – Uh, on the Cardinals roster and on that defense. But the linebacker core is solid. When you've got Suggs and Jones and Jordan Hicks, those three are a formidable. And Heson Ridicu
1: was a first-round pick. (laughs) He had 100 tackles, what, a year ago, two years ago? One of the
0: the best linebacking cores that the Steelers have seen this season. That'll be something to keep an eye on.
1: Yeah, definitely will be. I think that uh, in a pass situation where they have to protect, it's a little different. But in terms of – attacking those guys when you're running at them especially the interior guys i don't i don't think that they're going to be overwhelming towards this steelers offensive line i think it could get that way though with the pass protection just because we talked about what Terrell Suggs has done historically we talk about challenge jones and what he's been able to do historically as well those guys it doesn't matter who you put out there they are a handful and i think that's the thing that stands out to me the most when we're talking about their linebacking core
3: yeah
0: and staying with that defense.
1: Got to talk defense, baby.
0: In the secondary. Uh-oh. Uh, Patrick Peterson is there, but he hasn't been the same dominant force that we've been used to in his career. And I, I should say, he hasn't offered a huge uptick to that secondary since his return. Yeah, so he missed his first six games of the year, has mm-hmm. played six games since.
1: Yeah, but this is the thing that I say in that regard. You set out six games it takes time to get back sure. into football shape. Sure. It takes time to get back into the flow. You have to remember he was in a totally different defense last year. Steve Wilkes was the def- uh, the defensive coordinator for those guys last year, so that's a whole new defense communication. And any athlete will tell you what you install in OTAs and in training camp, it changes as the season gets going. You've it told has me, different you've told variations. Times, yeah. yeah. So I think a lot of that plays into it, but. When you're talking about Patrick Peterson, I mean, this dude is still on a Hall of Fame caliber trajectory as well, man. You talk about a guy who's about nine years, ten years now, eight of those All-Pros, eight of those Pro Bowls. I mean, his resume speaks for itself. But the beauty is they just fired a, a guy who played <laughs> a lot. So, hey, don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about Pat if You don't want to worry about Pat Peterson. Because we got Jermaine Brock that, well, he's not there anymore. So, whoever is By replacing him, well. Or Murphy. Murphy, sorry. Byron
0: Maxwell was the old – The singer. The singer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Murphy's the rookie out of Washington.
0: I liked him coming out of the combine last year. He was one of the guys that the Steelers would have stayed at 20 instead of moving up for Devin Bush. I thought
1: thought either – we talked about him, we talked about Greedy Williams, we talked about uh, – The tight end from Iowa. Yeah. uh, Fant. Yeah, Noah. Yeah, not Hawkinson because he went top 10. Yeah, Noah Fant, though. Yes, indeed, man. So he was definitely one of those guys. (laughs) And, like I said, with him, he's just a rookie. He's young. Oh, yeah. Buda Baker, I feel like he's a playmaker, but he's tiny. They That's got some, the biggest thing They got thing some cool
0: him. names on that defense. They do. Some Patrick Peterson, Ooh. Buda Baker.
1: Ooh, they call him P2. Well, Suggs. P2, Lil Buda, T-Sizzle, Chan.
0: Riddick. Riddick's a cool-ass name.
1: Hassani. Yeah. Uh,
0: Cardinals dead last, as in 32nd out of 32nd in the Shit. National Football League in passing yards allowed per game. 307 and a half per, uh, per game, pardon me. That mark puts them nearly 30 yards per uh, over the next worst team, which are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, could they dare Devlin Hodges to attack, uh, dare the Steelers to make this a a passing game, a pass-heavy uh, offense for
1: Pittsburgh on Sunday? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I would definitely, if I'm ducking this offense, I'm looking to attack them that way. I want to throw the ball on them hmm. because we know when you're looking at a Robert Woods who had 172 yards on just a week ago. They're firing guys out of that secondary. I don't think they're going to be getting any better anytime soon. So with that being the case, I think you attack it. I think you go after it. But then also I think you definitely have to establish some semblance of a running game again, just to keep those guys honest. Sure. To make them have to respect you and play with less numbers in the back end. That's something that we were seeing Cleveland have to do a little bit. We saw Cincinnati have to do it as well. And it opens up things for James Washington, for Deion Kane, for Tevin Jones and all the other guys, Deontay Johnson.
0: Yeah, it's, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the Steelers scheme about attacking this defense because mm-hmm. we think they're getting more and more confident in Benny Snell, and and I feel like they always have been in Jalen Samuels, and yeah, you get Pouncey back, right, and you look at this defense and some of the holes and maybe the linebacker position, and you look at the shortcomings they've had in defending tight ends, maybe you hope to get Vance McDonald more involved, but you really like what you've seen from James Washington and you still think Deontay Johnson can emerge. I am I'm interested to see how they attack this Cardinals defense. I think that's you know, if if you will, one of the uh one of the subplots that I'm most interested in. I like that word, subplot. Subplots. It's better than subtweets, right? Yeah. You can tweet the show at Wesley Euler at the body
2: fifty two. The body.
0: Uh Motsi, I was asking you this earlier in the season and I realized it's been because I, I got into this conversation last night with Craig Wolfley and Matt Williamson at the South Park Clubhouse. Mm, shout out. I uh, Shout out the Clubhouse, too. Fantastic food. Shout out to the Ribs. Um, we got into this conversation last night, and you and I haven't had one of these conversations about a Steelers opponent in a few weeks, so I thought now would be a good time to revisit one player on the Arizona Cardinals that you could pluck and put on the Steelers roster. No questions asked... Is it as simple as Kyler Murray? Ooh, you know, man. you could have him behind Ben for a year or two, and then all of a sudden, you know, you just go from franchise quarterback to franchise Is it as simple as Kyler Murray? or I don't know, man. There's some, there's some juicy names on the defensive side of the football that, hey, even though the Steelers' defense has been outstanding, it still looked nice in black and gold. Sheesh. One player from the Cardinals, no questions asked, that you could pluck and put on the Steelers' roster tonight. Who would it be?
1: Um... Let's see, the one player – like I said, I guess the easy one would be college just because of our quarterback situation and, right and now. Right, and he'd start right now. Right, that's, yeah. the, that's the biggest thing, the quarterback situation. So, if we were wiping that position out of
0: now it I, Now you're getting your radio yeah, chops now, on.
1: Now now, let's talk this thing out. For me, honestly, I think I'll add Buda Baker, and here's why. We talk about a playmaker, a guy who can freelance, a guy who isn't really a safety, isn't really a corner mm-hmm reminds me of like a more athletic Mike Hilton.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like that's what I think of with him. And I'm like, you add him to a defense that already has so many weapons. He's a guy that can kind of flow through and a line at different spots and do different things from a matchup standpoint to help you out. So I think it would be him because obviously pass rushing wise, we got two of yeah. the really tops in the league.
0: Yeah. And you have cam Hayward on the on right. The front so I'm well like too. interior
1: wise. I'm like, I'm taking cam to it and Hargrave over Corey Peters. Um, I forgot the uh uh Rodney uh goodness. I'm forgetting forget Rodney's last name. Rodney. Uh Gun- uh Gunther. Yeah, so I'm taking them over or uh, both of those dudes. I'm like, mm. Any thought to Jordan Hicks? Over who is that linebacker spot right now? Huh? Yeah.
0: I mean, that's tough because Barron's really been playing well. Right. Obviously, Devin Bush, you don't want to take away any of his reps. And then I already know what Vince can do. Right. So for me It, de- it yeah. A Buda Baker's a good call. What about,
1: now, like, what about one at, of the running backs? What about Kenyon Drake? Well, because at first I was thinking corners, too. But I'm yeah, like, no, no. Stephen and Joe. And Mike Hilton. Yeah, I'm like, Cam they're, Sutton. They're ball- I, what, I'm going to put Patrick Peterson at nickel? I'm going <laughs> right. to put Joe Hayden at nickel? <laughs> right. Hey, hey, Stephen, I know you're balling, i will go play nickel corner. What? No. no, no that's thanks. not happening. No thanks. Um, Wouldn't be Kenyon Drake, maybe? Hmm. Christian Kirk, maybe? Hmm. I'll probably go Kirk over Drake. If I had to choose one.
0: Yeah, King Dusty on Twitter says he'd take David Johnson, but I think you'd like Kenyon Drake more than David Johnson.
1: Yeah, but the thing, even with uh, with Drake, it's not like he's young. We've seen him it's a little true. while now. We've seen him look good, and we've seen him look really bad. It's true. So that's my issue with that. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, but at least with Kirk, Kirk could come in and add to the offense. But when I think of our offense right now, I'm thinking in my mind, sure. anticipating a healthy juju with the productivity we've seen from James Washington. Then you have Deontay Johnson. And Christian Kirk, that'd be scary.
0: You know what? I'd steal from Arizona. The nice weather,
1: ayo. Whoa, but, whoa, make sure them, it's the right time of year. But yeah, the right time of year, weather. November, December.
0: What's what's so bad about there? In November? You've been out there. No, 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 no,
1: no. I said the right time of year. So November, any mid October to now is great. Or even actually all the way up until, let's we'll say March is great.
0: Oh, and then it's just like oh my, it's miserable. It's like you're standing in front of a furnace 24. Dude, like, like
1: you don't go outside June, July, August. It's the worst. You you get a heat stroke. No, like that's serious. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the leather on the interior of your car and stuff mm-hmm. like that.
0: Oh, yeah. You sit it, down it, in it, the car and it's like.
1: Psst. No, if you don't have, you remember like the old school. Shades that people would put sure, in there, sure. if you don't have those up in your car, like on the windshield, your interior burns. Your dash will burn. Wow. Yes, because so, it's that hot. So
0: it's everybody have tinted windows in Arizona, Yeah, tinted basically. windows,
1: and, and you see everybody parked with the, the, the old-school shades. You're like, you're in the like, early 90s. You're like, yo, who puts these up in their windows? So it looks like, like, like a drive-in
2: on? movie yeah, like commercial. Like, serious. <laughs> you're like,
1: what is going on here? But that's what you have to do. And, yeah, you don't go outside. Man. 44 months a year? Between 12 o'clock and five, between 12 and probably seven. It's like the opposite of what you lived in Buffalo, right? Like in Buffalo, you don't go
0: outside from like November
1: (laughs) to March. Like it is bad, man. I'm talking anytime you go somewhere, they have like natural sprinklers that are like installed in the the walkways to cool you off. Wow. Because how hot it gets. You walk from, oh, let me walk from my car to the door and you're like drenched. Like, yeah, this is, this is bad it's not good it's not good it's not good it's not humid it's hot though (laughs) i've only ever been out there
0: to fly you know like through phoenix airport uh, to go certain places i was there a couple years ago when my wife and i went to hawaii we we flew through phoenix um, but I have been to Texas during the summer,
3: mm. and
0: I was like 11 years old, and I was with my mom, and we were visiting one of her yeah. best friends. And I remember her best friend was like, no, like here, and, and she said, like in Arizona and in New Mexico and in Texas. The desert, yeah. In a couple of these states, she said, during the summer, you can literally fry an egg on the sidewalk. Oh, and like, I was like, no way. Dead and serious. We dead serious yes. fried an egg on the sidewalk. No question. So I, I remember, I was <laughs> only
1: 11, but I remember that. Look, look you, you would think, oh, let's get in the pool. No. Nope pools are like boiling water out there it's crazy man
0: we got some people on Twitter Don Juan and Mike saying plug in Larry Fitzgerald right now
1: Uh, it's, it's more of the name yeah it's the name
0: I mean, hey, some wide receiver—you know, some 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 talent at wide receiver coming out coming to the roster is always welcome, particularly when you're dealing with the injuries that the Steelers are right now. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Don Juan has a younger Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, now if it was 10 years ago, right? Be, there. No doubt, Larry Fitzgerald. But
1: then, if we were going 10 years ago, give me T. Sizzle as well.
0: Also true, even though he wouldn't be on the Cardinals. But also, yeah. also true.
1: Because that, that that dude, hey.
0: If we're going ten years ago, we could have gone Kurt Warner right now too for the quarter the quarterback yeah. situation. On Twitter at Wesley Euler, at the body 52 the De body. Get your questions, comments, concerns, and now when we come back. Three questions and three guarantees Uh for Arthur Motes on this Thursday. So don't go anywhere. The fun rolls along when we return. You are inside the electric factory on a Thursday listening to Euler and Motes. at Steelers Blitz on SNR.
2: You're listening to SNR, Steelers Nation Radio.
0: Rockin' and rollin' in the electric factory, it's Euler and Motes, it's time for qu- three questions, Thursday, three guarantee Thursday, Motes, are you ready? Let's do it, buddy! Alright, we always start with the guarantees, I've got three of them for you, three Thursday, it's a nice alliteration there, if uh-huh. you're picking up what we're putting down, three guarantees, Arthur Motes, one of them I I don't think it's so bold. The other two I think pretty bold, all right? So I think I got a nice balance here for you. We'll see. You don't you 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 want the softball or you want the 97 uh, all mile I'm an hour this, eaters first?
1: You've started to back off of your boldness. It used to be like Super Bowl when you started it was, it out. yeah. Now you're like, oh, I don't want to be wrong. Oh,
0: that's because I've been – I
1: don't want to My batting
0: average needs to improve a little Dang. bit, all right? So do you want the softball first? Come on, man, let's do it. Or do you want the 97-mile-an-hour uh, the heaters first?
1: Give me the heater. We can't warm up to this thing. Coach Thomas says you have to wake up ready to go. We can't – as soon as we get off the bus, man, there's got to be time to roll, man. We can't warm up to this thing.
0: All right. Well, here we go. First one. A tight end touchdown. Nick Vanette. Or Vance McDonald, one of the two Arthur Motes, is scoring a touchdown Sunday. About 4.30, between 4 o'clock and 7 o'clock for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Eastern Standard Time.
1: Uh, Unfortunately, I don't see that happening, man. (laughs) It just makes too much sense. We've talked about this for how many weeks in terms of the tight ends need to be featured, the tight ends need to get the ball more. Ah, just eh, – just because the team is very bad when it comes to covering tight ends, I just don't think they're going to do it. I don't think – it's not good. It's not good? Not good. Not good. <laughs> so that's the first guarantee. Tight end
0: touchdown. Nick Vanette, Vance McDonald, one of the two. Come on. It's ripe for the picking. Arizona. What was the number? Back I said at 13 touchdown. 13, 13 touchdowns.
1: touchdowns. The next team is like six. That's more than double. Yeah.
0: Math. Double. I can do that one. That's good. My first guarantee is a tight end touchdown. My second guarantee, I'll stay with the 97-mile-an-hour heaters here for you, Motsi. I plucked this one from last week, and I wasn't that close last week. But I was close the week before, so eventually I'm going to hit here, right? Uh-oh, I'm using, oh, here we go. I'm using the gambler logic. That's I never good. I like it, That's baby. Never good. Oh, oh I'm due. you gotta keep,
2: got to keep betting. I'm due. He's right? on a heater.
0: Arr, I've been so cold lately. I'm, I'm due to, to win one here. Benny Snell won Hunter. Benny Snell going to rush for 100 yards oh, out in the, the desert hand against hand? the Arizona Cardinals. Benny Snell goes for triple digits. That is guarantee number
3: two.
2: Um,
1: I can see that happening because I'm anticipating the Steelers being ahead most of the game
3: okay.
1: and having it an in-control where they're able to not have to rely on Duck throwing it 30, 40 sure. times. They want to eat the clock up. Play it close to the vest. Absolutely, and I do think that we'll be able to control the line of scrimmage and it won't be that big of a deal versus this Cardinals front. So with that being the case, man, yeah, man, let's get a big dose of Benny Snell football, baby.
0: And that would be correct. The first hundred yard rush. Yes, he's had a ninety-eight,
1: but not a hundred. Right, and the Steelers have only had one this season, and that was a Chargers game versus uh, James Conner. I mean, right, or was it? No, it was the following week, not the Chargers.
0: Yes, bang, bang, bang. Miami, Miami Dolphins. That's it. Monday, and night. he he almost uh, he was it was almost a career high for James. He was yeah. One that's yard, when he it, it up. One yard off the career high. That's right. So yeah, so it would be only the second hundred yard rushing performance by a Steelers running back this season. That's guarantee number two. Yeah. Benny Snell won Hannah. Benny Snell going. Benny Snell football for triple digits. The last one. Okay, maybe this is the softball one, but I. I parlayed it at least, Motzi. All right, so I didn't just pick one softball. I'm parlaying two softballs here. How about that? Uh, are we included in the parlay? How about that? Yes. Are we? In- oh. And it has to do with the Steelers' <laughs> defense. How about that?
1: I like when we include ourselves in the parlay. I-, I learned from somebody else who does that too. Yeah. Cardinal actually.
0: Parlay is the way to do it. It definitely is. LSU and Navy money line last weekend, baby. Oh. Now we're talking. A sack for your pair of edge rushers, TJ and Bud. Each going to have at least one sack Sunday in the desert. That is my third and final guarantee.
1: I agree 100%, even though I think that's another softball one, man.
0: Is that? I'm calling it for both of them. Is that a softball? Yeah,
1: like when I speak of them, I'm I, speak of, I speak of them like, hey, they're going to have at least three combined. That would be like a guar- That's like a bold guarantee.
0: Two and a half combined. How about that?
1: Well, no, you're still hedging your bet. Two and a half. Go three.
0: Give me the half point. Why are you scared? I'm a good d You got to give me the half point. What are you scared of? You got to give me the half point. Make it three
1: and a half. <laughs> you get your half.
0: <laughs> if I, I Hey, if I throw Cam Hayward in the mix, I'll make
1: a three and a half. How about no, that? No, if Cam's in the mix, I need five total.
0: Oh, you, you know. They've
1: given up 42 sacks.
0: You need to sit in the room with the odds makers. They have and, allowed. And figure out how this thing
1: works. They have allowed 42 sacks. How many? 42. They lead the league That's a lot. in sacks allowed. That's a lot. And we're talking about Bud Dupree, career year, TJ Watt, career year.
0: D-P-O-Y.
1: What are we talking about here, man? One for each of them. Man,
0: stop it. Listen, I got to keep my batting average at at least nah, 33%. Man. In the- uh, uh. I got to hit one out of three nah, every week. All right? nah, or else man. Coach is going to move me down the batting order.
1: Three p. A- a- three total for both of them. Not for both of them. Three total sacks, though, between the two of them. I like that. Three total sacks. Two 5.
0: Oh, I'll buy okay, I'll buy the I'll buy the I'll buy the half sack. Come on, man. Your three guarantees. A sack for TJ and Bud. That's the easy one. That's the softball. Benny Snell, triple digits, gonna rush for one hundred or more yards and a tight end touchdown. That's the boldest of them
1: all. That is the boldest Even
0: considering, <laughs> even considering what the Cardinals their their shortcomings in that department.
1: Yeah. That's, and that's bold.
0: That's like uh that's hey, like, listen.
1: The way that we're looking at Fortune talking about. Fortune
0: favors the bold.
1: The way we're over here talking right here, tight ends, it's the matchup. They're probably over there like, hey, guys, we got some tight ends we got this week, man. Hey, you're good. They don't feature <laughs> these guys at all. <laughs> we are. <laughs>
0: They're sounding like, uh, like like Coach Tomlin with uh, Duck, right? Yeah, that Guys, yeah. the tight ends are not going to kill us. They're not going to kill us, us this week. We're good. Us.
1: They won't kill us. We're yeah.
0: good. Those were your three guarantees on a Thursday. Now it's time for the three questions on a Thursday. Oh, yeah. Arthur, Mozart. My favorite thing to do on a Thursday. I got some good ones for you. You ready here? We'll start first with our out-of-the-box football question for you. All right? I've got some quarterback names here, and I want you to tell me one of three things that's going to happen with these quarterbacks, all right? You've got – these are all quarterbacks who you could say there's question marks around their future, Mm -hmm. okay? So I'm going to give you a name. I want you to tell me one of three things. That in 2020, next season, this quarterback will either be same team, mm-hmm. new team, or retired.
1: Oh, so we're talking old quarterbacks. Okay. Okay. All right. Well,
0: not all of them, but some of them.
1: I'm picking the youngest to retire.
0: Let's start with Drew Brees of the New Orleans Saints. Same team, new <clears throat> team, or retirement in 2020? retired.
1: Retired. No, I'm messing. <laughs> He'll be on the same team, without a doubt. This Drew Brees we're talking about, man, they will make a way. They will find a way, and I don't think Drew wants to leave New Orleans either. He I hasn't mean,
0: said anything that makes you think.
1: Yeah, and for him too, man. You got to think his family's down there. He was down there during Hurricane Katrina. We talked about with Larry Fitzgerald, absolutely, meant,
0: meant the guy who's meant the most to one organization over yes. the last.
1: Drew Brees is in that conversation no too, question. on and off doubt. the field. Like he changed how that for, uh, how that franchise was viewed. Brought them a Super Bowl championship. Like I said, man, his impact in the community down there during Hurricane Katrina. He has his family, his kids still down there. I mean, for him, he is New Orleans. You could argue
0: he—he. He, I was just gonna say you could argue he is the, fa- the if you're talking the whole history of the Saints franchise. He is the fa- right. He is the the Joe Green. Yes. To the Saints franchise, he's the Mean Joe. He's the Franco Harris to the Saints franchise. And then it goes
1: Deuce McAllister. And then it goes. <laughs>
0: I thought it went Archie Manning.
1: I thought it went Mantateo.
0: Sticking with the New Orleans Saints, Teddy Bridgewater. Same team, new team. I don't think he's going to be retired.
1: See, I thought he was really going to retire, honestly, man. I thought he was thinking about it. He was on the <laughs> fence a little bit. Just want to ride out on top. But uh, I think different team, man. I think somebody's going to be willing to compensate him in a nice way whether, or however they need to to get the job done. I think that happens for him because he has what? This is a, He has one year left on this deal, correct? He'll be a free agent this offseason. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he'll definitely get paid to go somewhere. You got to think potentially uh, the Chargers might be looking mm-hmm. because obviously how they feel about Phillip Rivers, mm-hmm. and he has a similar situation coming up as well. So Ooh, he, might be, could,
0: he might be a name on this list too. Oh, I, I
1: already figured he would be Anton Brady. So he might go to oh. New England after that. You never know. Well,
0: let's get t- right into it then. T-
1: Teddy Two Gloves got some options.
0: Let's get right into it then. Might go to
1: Philly and take Carson Wentz. By.
0: One Thomas, number 12 Brady. Same team? New team or retirement?
1: Different team. Ooh. He follows in the goat-like footsteps Joe Mont- of Joe Montana. Who is
0: was his idol. Yes, indeed. So, does he go to the Niners? Because Jimmy G, they can opt out of his contract. after. I this don't think okay. they will,
1: just okay. because of the year they're having. Okay. They want to keep that chemistry.
0: You think Tom Brady's playing for another team in 2020? I do. I like it. I you like know what?
1: It. You know what? Have him go play for uh... the Chicago Bears? Yeah, he could. Definitely could. The Broncos? How about the Jets get rid of Darley he goes there?
0: I don't think he'd go in the same division, do you? Uh, what about the Carolina Panthers sense. if they get it rid of could Cam could down? do that.
1: But I don't think they get rid of Cam.
0: Well, he might be on this list too. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky, same team or new team in 2020?
1: Can, can, can he retire? Mm. Geez,
0: mm. Talk about quitting while you're ahead. Yeah,
1: for him, man, uh, I think he's going to be on a different team. I just don't know what team because now he's going to go into that realm of not the starter, not the franchise, potentially viewed as a, a journeyman just because of his style of play right. and the lack of success. They're not viewing him as, oh, we're getting Mitch. Right. It's like, hey, Mitch, you want to come over here, man? You got to pay us to play for us. All right. Compete like, for this Yeah, team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's the difference right now. Marcus Mariota. He'll be on a different team because I think Tannehill – <sighs> I hope that Tennessee doesn't franchise tag him because of the amount of money they would have to allocate to him. But I do think that they might be able to do some type of extension for him that would be responsible and respectable for both parties. Because for him, man, he hasn't had the most success. No. But right now he's hot at the right time. And any time you get hot during a contract year, that always bodes well at the negotiation table. But ultimately – You know what Tannehill is, and he's 31 years old. He's not getting younger.
0: You think he's back on the Titans next year, Tannehill? I do, though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just think they they extend him in some some regard. They
0: view him as kind of like the bridge gap until they can find their next guy. Mr. Eat the W, Jameis Winston himself. New team or same team.
1: This is the hardest one, honestly, man. I feel like with him, because you see the success that he can have. You know what he's capable of. But then you see how bad it can get. I mean, this is the type of guy that will throw for 400 yards and have five picks and two touchdowns. And you're like, was that good or was that terrible? I don't really know right now. It's good. Yeah. When I watch Jameis, I'm just like, it just swings it's so polar opposite. It Really? is hot like, or cold, man. Yes. There, there is no in-between. And I think that's the part where I'm just like, if you're Tampa, do you see anything that will be available to you that makes you say, okay, we can move on from Jameis? Right. I don't personally think that's – You're
0: probably not going to have a top three or four pick. Correct.
1: So with that being the case, man, I think he stays, man. All
0: right, let's get into some of these veteran guys here as we wrap this up. Eli Manning.
1: I was actually watching him this morning. Well, I think he'll hang it up. I think so, too. I think he'll retire. I think so, too. He doesn't want to go play anywhere else, man. Andy Dalton. I think it'll be the same team. I think there. I think so too. I think when he came back, they saw what he does for that offense, and I think they saw what they had in Ryan Finley and how that offense looked. You could go draft a guy, let yeah, him yeah. learn for a
0: year, Absolutely. behind Dalton, and then you yeah. trade Dalton or you cut bait with him. I agree. Philip
2: Rivers.
1: I hope he retires.
2: For yeah. his sake, I hope he retires. Yeah. yeah,
1: you could just see like the arm isn't the same.
0: It's not. It's not even close.
1: And, and it's to the point now that it's only going to hurt his legacy. And especially when we, if he's trying to have that conversation about Hall of Fame and things like that, the longer he plays and he's looking bad, like how he's looking right now, it crushes his argument because he hasn't had the success of Ben, the success of Eli. Now, granted, he does have you know good numbers without a doubt, but when it comes down to those signature moments, that's where he's lacking. And – with the voters, as we already know, they remember this type of stuff a lot more mm. than they remember the. Oh well, you know, he, he orchestrated this drive. That was good. Like, mm. nah, they can talk about them last two years and how that arm um, just like a cap gun.
0: It's such a "What have you done for me lately" conversation. Without a doubt. Last one for you. Speaking of "What have you done for me lately" conversation, Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers.
1: Interesting. 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 I. If he's healthy, I think he stays. If he's not healthy, I think they find a way to move him. Hmm. Yeah. Just because you can't tie up your franchise for this to be his. St- if he's not healthy, by next year, it'll be three years in a row now that you pretty much right. handicapped your team from a financial standpoint, from a personnel standpoint. Yeah. They can't continue to do that. So if he's healthy, I think they, they keep him. If he's not healthy, I think they try to move him. And that's how they do it, man.
0: Alright, Arthur Motz, two more questions for you. We'll do some quick hitters here, the outside the box goofy questions. Right? This is this is what we really wait for all, all week. Right, these couple minutes right. here. Today, Arthur Motes, December 5th, is National Repeal Day. Because repeal? on this day in nineteen thirty three, prohibition was repealed, hmm. ending the thirteen year, highly unpopular nationwide ban on alcohol. On them beverages. So, Arthur Motes, with today is National Repeal Day. If you could repeal anything. Mm. it could be a personal life thing oh, i already be, know what i'm repealing i already thing. you
1: know i already know what i'm repealing
0: what would you repeal
1: no catch no touchdown jesse james 2016 <laughs> a uh, uh, uh game versus the patriots right here at hinesville i'll repeal that i would repeal that probably gave me a super bowl it's not bad it's not
0: bad you know what it'd be for me what it'd be for you, man? speed limits Ooh. I repeal speed limits every road, anywhere. You can drive as fast as you want, baby. Uh, Woo,
2: pedal to
1: the metal. I'll make it to work in 10 minutes every that, day. That, that makes me nervous. I see some of these people drive on the parkway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <It's> not good. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good.
1: And that's at 55.
2: Ah, uh, not good. not good.
0: <laughs> I would repeal them speed limits. It'd be like the Autobahn cruising, oh, man. cruising down the parkway. Last one for you here on Three Question Thursday, Arthur Moats. You know, I always like to go with a, a trending conversation here for our final oh, question. Oh, yeah, let's
1: do it, baby. Let's do it.
0: All right. Everyone's talking about these Peloton commercials.
1: Oh, how they're in like the most perfect, most beautiful rooms when they're riding their bikes?
0: Yeah. H- how do you feel about the um, exercise gift option? That seems to be the debate. Oh, if you get someone in your family an exercise gift, are you really just telling them that they, that they need to lose some weight?
1: No, I'm not opposed to it. I think you're actually telling them that you care about their well-being from a longevity standpoint. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, if I didn't care about you, I'd let you just get fat and die. But if I'm saying, hey, <laughs> you look like you're in shape, but you could always continue this on as you should, living a healthy lifestyle. It's it's like if you give somebody a, a gift card to a healthy restaurant. I'm not saying that you're fat, but I'm trying to help you out. I want you to live longer, baby. I want to see. I want to smile with you. So I'm, I'm with it. What I'm not with is the price of the Peloton. Have you seen how much the Peloton costs? Like almost three k. I'm not paying
0: three. Almost three grand. Who,
1: who, who, do I like that much? I'm gonna give them a Peloton. Three
0: grand for an exercise bike.
1: I don't even have a Peloton myself. Who am I gonna buy a Peloton for? Hey, hey, babe, I buy for my wife. Hey, wife, you want a Peloton bike? No, babe, I don't want a Peloton. All right, well, that's it. <laughs> List over. Conversation done. It's done. <laughs> three grand for a bike? Why, why you, better, you better go right down to Walmart get you a Huffy? <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> what
0: is the one you could pick one gift for Christmas? What would it be for me or for, for somebody? No, for you, yes. The one thing Arthur Motes wants most this holiday season.
1: Uh, man, you sound like my wife. I had this conversation all the time. What you want for you? You could I, be honest
0: with me, though. Like, yeah. babe, I don't
1: know. I really don't be knowing. And she's like, like well, why, why don't you? Know? I'm like, because usually if I want somebody, just go get it. Yeah. And, and the most right. Non bragging way. No, like, no, you know no what like, yeah, it's like if I Morgan want Morgan them... always complains that about yeah, with me too. She's like, if, She's like, get if get you it.
0: need something, like, like, what am I gonna get you a new pair of boots? If you need a new pair of boots, you go out and get. Yeah, we just go get them. So it's like, if you want a new hoodie, you go out and buy it.
1: I'm like, I have. Let's see, the one thing that I want for Christmas. Oh, I know what it would be. It would be for everybody to go out there and purchase my moat stereo life go. book because because hold on hold on hold on but, but wait but wait. Not only could you buy this book, and it is a guide to make you a more impactful person, you can find it available at mosttheory.com. But a portion of the proceeds go to help out the Marines Heritage Foundation. So you not only will be supporting my story and and learning about how I can help you be a better, impactful person, but you can also help out the Marines.
0: I love it. And that means a lot to you because it definitely does. My father father, was a Marine,
1: man, 13 years. So that would be the gift that I would want.
0: I like it. I like it. Boom. I like it a lot.
1: You know what I want? That's good. <laughs> you know what I want? Would
0: you? Want? You want some hair Joe? No, I. I... <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you want? No, I go through that so fast. I mean, come on. I want my Christmas gift to last longer than a day or two. <laughs> uh, I want, I, I want a, a, a week somewhere in a warm climate this, mm. this winter with my wife to do absolutely nothing. What
1: about me? I don't get the
0: invite. Sorry, I mean, I really like you, but it's just got to be my wife and I uh, this time. The two of us, Motsi, have not gone on a vacation together since our honeymoon in 2016.
1: The two of us have not gone on a vacation no, since... No, my
0: wife and I.
1: <laughs>
0: the two of us have never gone on a vacation yeah, together because you don't invite
1: me on that Steeler cruise. Man. You're always invited.
0: So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking... uh you know, I'll get back from the Combine in a February, so uh, maybe early March. That'll be dope. A little trip. to, You know, I'm going to have to run it past the boss, though, make sure I can get the time off. Yeah, we'll you talk, right talk to Brian back at HQ. Make hey, sure man, he runs everything. Make sure we're good to, to get the time off. But, yeah, I was talking about that. It's been over three years wow. since my wife and I have gone on a vacation. Yeah, again. man, you got to gotta connect, man. You need some one-on-one time. Got to connect, got to escape. And I just love escaping the cold for, for a few days, too, mm-hmm. during wintertime. So that would be it for me. That is three-question Thursday. Then, then, then let's see. What's uh... You have a September baby, all right? But you stop. <laughs> now, now you, now you sound like Wolf. Wolf and I were talking. I don't even remember what we were talking about this morning. Something with the holidays, and he goes, "What are you guys gonna do with the baby?" Yeah. And I said, "Wolf, what baby?" I said, "You got me confused with Crowley." I well, said, "I don't baby."
1: I said, "I don't have a baby. That's Crowley." <laughs> well, baby. That was three questions. Hey, 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 on shout, a Thursday. shout out to Wolf not knowing you ain't got no kid, man. What, what type of? They trying you today. They are, they are
2: trying you today. God. Moats, I wish it wasn't Yo, just today. Wow. I love those two old photos.
0: <laughs> but they try me every day from the end of Jeez. July. From the end of July to when the season's over. They be, oh, they be trying oh, me man, every sad. day.
1: I don't, hey, Wes, you don't get a headset. I want the star on. <laughs> then he says, oh, man, you got that kid, don't you? What you going to do with the baby? What? what, what, what? Oh, that's the other guy. <laughs> Those are our three guarantees and our three <sighs>
0: questions on a Thursday. You want to get yours in? Now is the time. At Wesley Euler, at the Body Fifty Two, the Body. We'll wrap up with your questions when we return. We've gotten a few about Arthur Motz's plans for out in Arizona. Hey, hey, so hey! So if you want to
1: link up with pull the up, Body, pull up, pull, if pull up. If you want to link
0: up with the Body out in Phoenix, you can find out how You on know the how other We side. do <laughs> inside the Electric Factory. You're listening to Euler and
2: Moats at Steelers Blitz on SNR. The Pulse of Steelers Nation. This is Kevin Colbert of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you're listening to Steelers Nation Radio.
0: Arthur Motes headed out to Arizona tomorrow. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. You know, we talk about vacations and getaways and stuff there. One thing I will say, I'm I'm a homebody too, but it is nice. It's always nice to escape the cold. a warmer weather climate for a few days that is one thing it's always nice yeah at least in my personal
1: estimation yeah i agree with you on that man i'm extremely excited to go get some of that warm weather i gotta get a tan too man you know i'll be having to take the vitamin d's and stuff like that because the, the 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 cold air and i'll be out in the sun like i need to be so it's gonna be good to get some natural rays on my on my melanin
0: you got some food spots out there that you're dying to i guess you weren't in arizona that long
1: no, but actually. But you got some, you, some you, food you, spots you, you're dying to hit? Yeah, man. Let's see. Uh, in and out I'm a fast food oh, guy. I got to hop in wow. and yes. in and out in and out and Jack right. in the Box. Man, I, I literally went, especially when I was on IR out there. <laughs> I, was, I was the Uber Eats king. I was calling Uber Eats up, and they would bring me Jack <laughs> in the Box in the morning. And I was getting in and out at night. Oh, yeah. Love it. It was good. It's, a, it's amazing to me that you're
0: not 400 pounds. Hey, when you I, I told totally, you.
1: I, I work out now just so I can continue to eat what I want. That's the only reason I work out. If I knew I didn't eat like this, I wouldn't work
0: out. It's like the Ocho Senko logic. Yeah, right? Like I work out just so I can eat McDonald's. That's every day. it.
1: That's <laughs> it. Because I know me. When I see when I see that In and Out sign, I know when I see that Jack in the Box sign, I'm like, Yo, 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 Driver, stop. I'll be right back.
0: <laughs> you want to pull off here for a minute? Hey, Hey,
1: Hey, Hey. hey stop. It's important. Family emergency.
0: On Twitter at Wesley Uller at the Body Fifty Two. The body. Gordon, our buddy, all the way across the pond in the UK. What up, Mike? Says, <laughs> that sounded a little Australian. That was a little Australian. I'm uh, sorry on uh, that, uh, man. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Crocodile in a...
1: Uh I work on my accents, it's all good.
0: Gordon says, I would like to see TJ Watt break the Steelers' sack record as that should mean two things. It'll help the Steelers make the playoffs. This is true and he says it will cement his chances of winning AFC DPOY. That's a good point there by Gordon. Maybe when we were talking about the either or either the, e- the either or debate earlier, pardon me. Yeah. Maybe that's the real solution. Now both can happen, right? And one, you know, you go one foot before the other break the Steelers single season sack record and then win AFC
1: D-P-O-Y. Why, why not win it for the whole league though? Mm, you know. Bro, hey, why
0: not AFC? both?
1: Why not both? Why why strive for good when you could
0: be great? Mm, that's what you always tell me. Tanner Tanner says when we were talking about our favorite uh our favorite Batman actors that he was waiting for me to drop the I'm
2: not wearing hockey pants. Christian yes. Bale
0: line and yeah,
1: I, I,
2: you dropped the I ball I can't
0: believe I dropped the ball on that one. Particularly, you know, as a hockey guy myself, I, I can't believe you I love dropped the ball. Uh, Brian says, let's have some fun here. When Duck wins us our seventh Super Bowl this year against the Seattle Seahawks, wow, he's getting specific, what happens to the quarterbacks next season?
1: Well, once he wins the seventh the Steelers, Super Bowl. The Steelers
0: trade him for a first-round draft pick. There <laughs> Absolutely.
1: You, <go. laughs> you heard of Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, hey, I'll take the seventh Super Bowl though. I'll take the quarterback uh, controversy if the seventh Super Bowl comes with it. Oh, no question. Uh, that uh, that is for sure. Uh, also, Tanner adding Moats is right. Uh, he grew up. I grew up in Arizona, and there's something about getting into a car and being branded by a seatbelt that is not worth
1: oh, it. Oh, that's a terrible feeling. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: And you know what's crazy? It's bad, I bro. know exactly what he means yes. just, just from here. No. And so I can only imagine what that would be like, you know, oh, in, in the uh, desert uh, in the uh, south. Ima-
1: imagine if you're cooking and you got the spatula in there and you just take the spatula out with the green and tss, touch yourself with it. That's what it feels like. It's a terrible feeling. Because, I, no, I know that feeling, like I said,
0: you know, it's not in, good. at the end of July here in Pittsburgh, you know, when you grab the metal part of the seatbelt and you get to, ah, and it's, it, it singes your hand there. Yeah, yeah, I can only imagine what that would be like in somewhere like Arizona or Texas or Florida. Hard pass. Our buddy Thrash from Virginia. Shout out to Thrash, metal guy. Top five current quarterbacks to win you a game with a Hail Mary pass, he asks us. Wow. Well, Ooh, how? well okay. I know number
1: one on my list would be Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. i would say Aaron Rodgers. Then I will because go. Because if
0: history tells you anything. He's, Correct. He's had some success
1: doing that. Let's see. I'm going Aaron Rodgers. I will go. Shoot. I'm going to say Tom Brady just because he, he. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking big
0: arm quarterbacks. Like yeah. Jameis Winston James, would be a good one to have jo- in this.
1: Josh Allen. Josh Allen would be a good
0: one to have in this. And then
1: uh, give me Mahomes.
0: Yeah. Patty Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. I think those, those are. are that's plans. the big one. I think of the big name, the yeah. big arm quarterback. I
1: should have asked, like, is it like a 50 yard line Hail right. Mary? Or are we right. talking like. Are we talking,
0: yes, a precision full, Hail Mary? Right, or right. are we talking like a. Because See, then like, Matthew Stafford right, would be right. in my. When
1: I thought the 50 and in, I thought Brady. Because I know it's going to be perfect placement where it needs to be. As opposed to. If just I'm thinking if it's 40. 70 yards. Right, right, right. If it's negative 40, negative 30, like, yeah. Matthew Stafford would be a good one, too. He's yeah. got, a, got a huge arm.
0: Uh, David asks, who travels more this year, Mozi hitting all these tailgate shows or LeBron James against Utah? Oh,
1: whoa. Jeez, not my dog, bro. That was pretty bad, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, for those that are not that familiar with what we're talking bad. about, LeBron like literally scooped the ball up and took, what, two or three steps? Against, it was like two, a... two nights ago against the Jazz. No, it was last, night. It and was they last did, night. And they
1: didn't even blow the whistle, they just let it ride. It was yeah. Bad. Oh, I saw they didn't call it. Was it was bad. It was real bad. The defender was looking like the defender was looking at the
0: ref like, "Dude, what are we doing yeah. here?" <laughs>
1: that's
0: a good question there, by David. See, that's what we're going for on the tweets here. The, Absolutely. The, the humor, the pop culture humor, a plus there. Todd asks if we've seen Antonio Brown wearing uh, his Steeler helmet and pads while working out on social media. Dude is either begging to come back or hurting for attention. Maybe a little bit of both. I don't think he's begging to come back with the Steelers. I think it's pretty clear he's been begging to come back with the Patriots though, yes. if you look at a lot of the stuff that he's posted on social media.
1: I do agree 100% with that, man. It's it's a, it's a hard time for that young man. A lot of times we talk about people that transition out the league for whatever reason it may be, whether it's short-term or long-term. If you don't have a plan and it comes unexpected, man, it could be rough for you. Rebecca
0: asks uh, – the, the
1: lit one? The lit one. Lit, lit. Uh, if you're –
0: How would you feel if one of your records would be broken? So if you're James Harrison, right, Uh would you be happy for TJ or sad if if he breaks your sack record?
1: Oh, man. I I guess I'll speak from personal experience because, like, obviously I had, like, some records at JMU, Mm -hmm. and one had got broken my fifth year in the league. Okay. And it was weird because you're happy to see another player, like, having that type of success, sure. you feel like, hey, I laid the groundwork and now to sure. see this young guy. And it brings guy, your name back it into does. the conversation. But yes. then you're like, oh, dang, like I was in like rare air having that record along oh, with this man. and this and this. And you're like, ah. But the one thing I will say, just like James Harrison, me winning the Buck Buchanan Award is essentially the defense player of the year. Sure. Well, it is for the nation, for the, like, the FCS level. So no one can take that It was like minute. no matter what they say about the, the single like season records, that's always going to be there. That's set in stone. So that was why I'm like, for James, he's going to always fall back on that and be good.
0: Last one here. We had a few questions about this. Uh, Tim asked about it. Al asked about it. I think we had one more person ask about it. But for Steelers fans, headed to Arizona, or ones who live there already, for the game, Arthur Motes talk to us about where we can find you and hang out before the game.
1: Hey, yes, indeed, man. Pull up on me. I'll be in the Oversized Lot F. Okay. Out there, yeah, you, know, you look for the Steeler Gang flag. it will be up there, it's black and gold, as usual. And, yeah, man, we're, we're out there at uh, 10 a.m. We'll be out you there from 10 until kickoff. Yes. And then Friday night in Glendale at uh, McFadden's, literally right next to the stadium, over in the Westgate uh, Entertainment District. Yeah, man, I'll be out there from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at McFadden's, man, having a blast, and that's no cover charge in all age groups. Kids are welcome. Ooh, yes, you indeed, man. bring the man. kids out bring to the the meet, kiddos, the body. meet the body. Just don't let
0: them cross the moats. No,
1: nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. Ain't going to be none of that. So
0: Friday night, Sunday morning and afternoon, yeah. two opportunities. To get right with Mozi out there, you know, one of these days I'll ride your coattails out and, there. To the and then, and Coast, then, let's you know. be real.
1: Saturday, I'm probably gonna be around somewhere. Just look for, just look for the big guy with the tattoo smile.
0: Or just hang out at the Jack in the Box or the In and Out, and then Mots will come through at some
1: point. Without a doubt.
0: <laughs> That'll do it for today's show. Thanks to everybody who tweeted in. We love it as always. Big thanks to the Bryans. Yes, indeed, Brian Batko for joining us here on site, and Brian Lamartina. For producing everything back at Stillers HQ. Moats is off tomorrow because he's jetting off to Arizona. But good news Moats and I, yesterday, Uh-oh. we pre recorded some stuff. Well, you know we're proactive. So we will still have Five Star Friday for you. We will still have our Steelers song, all the regular bells and whistles. Matt Williamson of the drive on SNR will sit in with me. But it'll be a fun show tomorrow as we'll still have some some stuff from Moats, some regular content that Moats and I, you know, we went above and beyond to record yesterday. You know, it's the little things we, can we do. Because we care about our audience, baby. Hey,
1: we shout out to the Power Grid, shout out to
0: the Megawatt. This is what we do for y'all. And we'll talk to you in same time,
1: same place, high
0: noon tomorrow as always on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, Steelers Nation Radio.
2: This is where Steelers Nation plants its flag. And the place goes crazy. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio.